0: Hello and welcome again to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we thank you again for joining us and walking through with with us through the Scriptures. And today we're going to talk about some things that uh, I believe is prevalent in the in the culture, and things that are always um, it's in the news, and we we see affecting us on our jobs, in our um, in our personal life, in our public life, uh, whether on the uh, on social media or on the... Um, or the television or radio. It's about identification and we're going to have a few uh, teachings on this in, in a series. I'm just going to start today talking about misinformation and most particularly about uh, a phrase that we hear in many things in the culture today about how do we or how do you identify and I believe as believers we should always go to the scripture when we, there's questions about where we where we stand what our beliefs are. Rather than gathering or getting our own opinion, and I believe that God, we are free-willed human beings. Where God has given us freedom, you have the ability, as uh, the Scripture says. He said over in uh, in the Old Testament, as uh, Joshua talked to the nations, as he was leading uh, the nation of Israel out of out of uh, the wilderness into Canaan. He said, "Choose ye this day whom you shall serve." He said, uh, "He said, if you choose evil." follow evil. Me paraphrasing. If you choose to follow God, follow God. But uh, his last statement was, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So I wonder today, and I believe within my heart that uh, we see where this nation is going as a whole. But we know in this nation, there are born again, blood washed uh, believers who trust in God, who believe in the word of God, who grab hold to the to the, uh, the faith of God and know within themselves that without him, uh, we have nothing, that by him, we have, our, we have our activity of our limbs. We move, we breathe. We have our being in him. And because of these things, um, we have the confidence or should have the confidence that God is our help and God is faithful. God is faithful. But when it comes to our identity, I believe this is what Satan has all throughout the ages, all the way back to the deception of uh, Adam and Eve, as he did in the third chapter of Genesis. He convinced them that God was holding something back from them and telling them that, uh, you know, that, that, that the things that God had said when God told them not to eat of the fruit and because of the misinformation that Eve had conceived, that God said, not only shouldn't you eat it, you don't touch it, which God didn't say. He didn't tell them. They couldn't touch it. But yet, and still, we move on from that deception. We go on to see how that, uh, even in the life of our Lord and Savior, uh, we're going to read some scriptures about that as well. It's important that we know who we are. For the Bible says um, the life is in the blood. If you want to know, Your ancestry and where you are as far as your sexuality and things of that nature. Go to to your blood. Matter of fact, we can go to the mirror. And we can see the body and the structure that God has, as we were born into, God gave us this body. And, And he told Jeremiah, I said, I knew you before you entered your mother's womb. I knew you. And I believe for everyone, whether you're saved or unsaved, wherever you stand today or whether you're undecided, as some people say they are. I believe that's called agnostic. They don't believe it in a God, don't believe in not as God. That's my primitive uh, definition of it. But Jesus said, I'd rather have you hot or cold. He said, I'd rather have you not believing or believing. But he said, because many stand in the middle. They want to, uh, you hear the script the words saying, people saying that uh, they're spiritual. You know, there are many ways of being spiritual and not having Christ as your savior. But uh, to go from this, let's go to the scripture now. I want to first start out with the book of Luke, as we see and as we talk about today about misinformation or the deception of Satan, where he wants to to, uh, deceive the church and make us believe not only that um, he wants to tie us to our past. And what Satan has is he has no new information what he has, he can peer into our past and see how our ancestors failed and see the challenges that they had. And uh, as, as the Bible says, uh, he comes with uh, uh, deception. He said it's the, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the three things, are the three categories of sin that Satan will attack all of us. And you can pile all of the sins that we find in the earth today into one of these three categories. Lust of the eye lust of the flesh pride of life and he attacked jesus in his temptation in the wilderness it was the lust of the eye lust of the flesh pride of life and so we're going to start here again in the book of saint luke and again i just want to make these statements today before we get started uh satan has there's some things i wrote down satan has no new information he only has Information on the past are our last information. He knows where you were, but he cannot tell you where you were going. And what he had what he has the ability to do is to again peer into our past and see where we fail or the challenges that we have. And this is where he seeks to brand us. He wants to brand us in our past failures, in our past uh, uh, uh missteps, in the places that we fail, and say, Hey, you you failed this sin before, how are you worthy? be where you are today why do you think god will hear your prayer why do you think that uh uh you are saved now he wants to brand you in the past and keep you shackled to yesterday he wants to lock us down and to keep us bound to the past rather than us looking to the future all right and another thing we want us to know that is though that the word of god if spoken under the unction of the Holy Spirit has the ability not only to fix our present, but He, God, can fix our past, and He's already prepared a blessing for us in our future. Scripture says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's Savior in our past. He's Savior today. He's the Savior in the future. And as I say that, and something that we talked about in the previous scripture is previous uh, teaching rather is that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for our past, present, and future sins. He died for them. And this by no means releases anyone, just to have you, I don't want anyone to think that sin is is okay for us to just run out into sin and do everything that you feel like you're big and bad enough to do. Paul said in Romans 6, 6, chapter of Romans, he says, shall we continue in sin? See, when you walk in the grace of God, And I'm going into a whole different uh, place, but I I feel like I need to say this, that if you believe that grace frees you to walk uh, 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 unbridled into sin, then you have been deceived. If you feel like that the grace of God, which is Jesus, if you feel that grace, or rather, let me just put it this way, if you feel like Jesus saved you, And has wiped away your past, so you now can, uh, as we used to say back in the in the country, go buck wild into the future. You have been deceived, because you are showing us, you are showing others. uh, Jesus said that you will know a tree by the fruit it bears. If you bear the, the 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 fruit of corruption and evil and deception, and there is no fruit of being a believer, then I doubt that you ever were saved. But grace will push you toward holiness. Grace will will, will let you know that holiness is within you because of Christ. And we know that true holiness is not dependent upon your clothes or what you wear. But yet, true holiness works on the inside out. Where in the past, you did things because you had to. Now you do stuff because you love to. You love to give. You love to help. You love to support you love to uh have good, uh, acts of mercy and acts of love and you would do nothing to hinder or hurt your brother or sister you in the, in under the old testament that you know if you committed adultery that man or woman was stoned but under grace love tells me that I should never want to uh uh uh, co- uh conceive the thought that I would want my brother's wife, or my my brother's uh, 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 wife, or uh, a woman, want your brother, your sister's husband, because that's not what grace will push you to. Grace will have that that change on the inside, will prompt you to love those who surround you, love your brother. Grace prompts you to love God, and to love people. And when you truly, when we truly receive God's love, we don't earn it, we receive God's love. And when you receive his love, you receive the true grace of God, which will free you to live holy. It will free you to walk righteously. It will free you to obey the law. I'm talking about the law of the land. The Bible said the law was not given for a believer. The law was given for unbelievers. Because if you live, if you, if you are under grace and you have been born again, the law has no effect on you. Why? Because I'm bound by the law of love. To love the, my Lord God and to love my neighbor. Way off the subject today, but uh, I feel like I need to say that uh, because I want you to know that grace does not loose you to sin. The grace of God will, will propel you and put an urging in you to please God. And what I mean by please God, I mean that 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 the pleasing of God is we please God by our receiving and believing in His Son. If you believe in God's Son, you please God. If you believe you truly believe in Jesus Christ and you too have a true relationship with Him, you please God. So now let's go to our scriptures today. Um we're gonna to have to. We're gonna run to uh, cover what I what I uh, had thoughts to cover today. We're gonna to start out in Luke the uh, the fourth chapter, and we're gonna talk about this one particular thing. As I talk about this misinformation, in Luke four we see where the Holy Spirit has pushed Jesus or urged him. He had been pushed or compelled to go on this forty day fast. And in the Luke four four, Satan came to Jesus in four three rather and said, "If thou be." the son of God, command this stone that it be be made bread. Just like he tempted Eve, he left out some things. See, Eve was tempted to add some, she added some things to what God didn't say when she said, thou we shall not eat nor touch. Here he's telling Jesus, if you be the son of God. But now let's step back one chapter to uh, Luke, the third chapter, around the 22nd verse. Luke 3.22 says this. As Jesus was being baptized, this is what it says in Luke 3.22, previous chapter. And the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, descended on a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Excuse me, I'm going to read that chapter chapter 1, that verse 3.22 again. It says, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased, see Satan took out, see if he would have said, beloved son, you would think that, see that's what uh, uh, the voice from heaven said, that's what God had told his son, had told Jesus, and see if Jesus would have said, oh let me do this to show you, then he will deny the very thing that God said in just a, a day or so before. Not only did God say, you are my son, you are my beloved son. And again, this was misinformation. And how did he wanted to brand Jesus and, and make him become his servant and rather than the son of God and interrupt the plan that God has for him. This is the same thing he does for us today. He brings us the lies. You're sick, you're broken, you're, you're, uh, you're unwanted, you're unloved, you're addicted. All of these things he brings as misinformation. But I want to tell you today, uh, our body of Christ, that you are the beloved of God. You are accepted in the beloved, And in the book of Ephesians. You, we are accepted in the beloved of God. We are treasured by him. And as Galatians says in 220, that when Christ died, we died. Yet not I. In other words, I didn't die bodily, but I was in him. So when Jesus died on the cross, he died, and I was in him dying. Yet I'm still living. When Jesus became sin, he descended into hell and he became sin. Though he did not sin, he became sin. And when he rose again, I rose with him. And when we, or rather, I not only I rose with him, we all went up into heaven with Jesus. And the Bible says he was seated at the right hand of the Father. Do you not know that we too are seated? That's why Jesus said in in in, uh, in Matthew, and he began to teach on the Beatitudes and preached in Matthew 6 and 7. He said, pray ye that our Father, our, that Thou art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. We should be praying heaven down and bringing the same authority that Jesus took from Satan as he sits on the right hand of the Father, it has been given to us. As he said in Matthew, he said, all power have I given unto you. All power, we have access As Romans the 5th chapter says, we have access into this grace. Don't believe the lie. Don't be misconceived. Don't let Satan misconstrue the promises of God. He is a liar. That's why you can't can't focus on news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. The news can only go by what it sees, what it hears, what it feels. It goes by the senses. It sees the storm coming, and it it's the worst storm ever. It sees uh, uh, the economy, and says, oh, we went down a few points. Oh, get ready for the Great Depression. It sees COVID, oh, the entire world is going to be wiped out. And yes, I do believe and, and do say that if you lost one person in your family, it is a horror and a tragedy, and I'm not by any means belittling that. But I want to tell you by the grace of God, if you have lived today over these last now almost 18 months, approaching two years next year, as we live through COVID, we are overcomers. We are the blessed of God. We are the healed of God. We are the children of God. And if we walk in it, you will see that God is faithful. He's even faithful to those who die. I can hear you now I said, well, preacher, what about those that die? You die in the Lord, you in a better place today. All of us want to, if you're a believer, you want to be what they are. The issue is, we don't want to die. And I'm one of them. I'm not ready to go. But I want to go to heaven. Well, let's go on. So again, Satan it puts out misinformation. But Jesus said, ye shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. If you ever get a hold to a truth when you have a problem, when you, when sickness comes, when bad news comes, when a bad report uh, is received. You got to think about, yeah, I hear the facts. And that's what we preach a message about. Don't let the facts deny the truth. I hear the facts. Yes, it may be a fact that cancer is present. It may be fact that, uh, uh, facts that uh, these, all of these uh, numbers point to diabetes. It uh, may be a fact that it, it points to that uh, COVID is here. It may be a fact. But the truth says, 1 Peter 2 twenty. First uh, Peter 2.24, by his stripes, I was healed. Isaiah 53, I am healed. These things go on, uh, provide us the truth of what Jesus and what the Father has said to us. you have seen John, 3 John, but, well, where John says that I wish above all things, that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. If you are born a believer, and you, your heart is filled with the word of God, and, and, you, and you trust in him, again, you don't have to know all the Bible, but you need to have a scripture to stand on. Beloved, what are you standing on? It's the truth that will stand in the days of fire. When the fiery trials come upon you, you got to have a word down in your spirit. Say, this is what I'm standing on. Lord, you said this in such and such scripture. You may not have but one. But if you can stand on that one, that God is faithful. That in Psalm 103... Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, for he has forgiven me of all of my iniquities and healed me from all of my diseases. That's Psalms 103, 1, 2, and 3. That's what the word says. That's what we can stand on whenever Satan comes with his lies. You can say, I, I hear what you're saying. Even the doctor, doctors are well trained. Bless God for doctors and nurses and all those who are in the medical profession. Bless God for the lawyers who have, have spent years in, in, in uh, studies and trials and cases and they'll hopefully you get a good one and he or she will do the best that they could do for your health or for your, uh, for your, uh, in your legal circumstances. But I want to tell you there's a lawyer that never lost a case. Never lost a case. And even if you lost the case and you were found guilty and you were guilty, he will go to jail with you and walk you through that so that you will be better coming out than you were going in. Praise God. So now we move further, further now. We're going to go now. We're going to skip ahead. I have some other things to go through, but we're going to go to Mark 10, chapter uh, Mark, chapter 10, verse 46. And Jesus is, is, is uh, going gonna to now begin to encounter a man on the road. And again, we're talking about the misinformation or the misnaming that Satan will do to us. And how that we've got to we've got to be realize the facts. Having faith doesn't mean I deny or live in denial. That I deny, you know, that, that, that you have a temperature. Denying that, you know, these are the symptoms. But what I... What I must hold, grab hold to is the fact that Jesus is the healer. Yes, the facts may be my bank account are zero, is at zero. Or in arrears is in negative. Checks are bounced or withdrawals are bounced. The, uh, uh, deposits go in and after all the checks go through, I have nothing. But in Christ, I'm blessed. I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out. In Christ, he gives me power to get wealth. In Christ, all the blessings of God are yea and amen. Yes, everything that, that, that the Father has spoken in the word of God is available to me if I'll trust him. So let's read about uh, this character, another Bible character here in the book of Mark, 10th chapter and the 46th verse. And they, being Jesus and his disciples, came to Jericho. And he went out in Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. And blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And again, life had branded this man as blind. It was a fact. It wasn't that, uh, you know, he was, he, was, he was blind. Everybody saw him. In those days, history says that if you had a, 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 a disability or, or what we would call a handicap at, at a time, that was a way to describe the person who was had a, missing a limb or missing a um, you know uh, 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 some of their faculties, <clears throat> whatever their case may be, they were we called them handicapped. But today, the um, there's a in this day he was called blind Bartimaeus. It was signifying what his ailment was. He was named by it. They didn't call him Bartimaeus, but they called him Blind Bartimaeus. And so it says he sat by the highway side begging. How do they know he was begging? Because, again, in that day they had they wore uh, uh, beggar's clothes. They wore clothes signifying, not only the condition of the clothes, but the fact that they had these clothes on. They looked a certain way. And there he sat begging for arms or begging for someone to, to bless him or enable him to eat. And survive another day and the 47th verse said and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out somebody has sent the word so if the, you ever hear of this man Jesus of Nazareth coming through he has the ability there's a man coming he's a healer he's healed broke uh, blind eyes he's 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 recovered sight to the blind he's he's uh uh healed the leper he has Raise the dead. This man, if you ever hear him coming this way, get his attention. So what did Bartimaeus do? He be, The Bible said he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. See, he recognized something that many refuse to do today. He recognized Jesus' kingship. He recognized the royalty of him. By calling him a son of David, he rec- he's put him in the line of the king. And saying, I know that you are able. I recognize your authority. I recognize your power. Have mercy. You can do something that nobody else that came down this road can do. You can help me. First 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. That sounds just like church folk. I didn't say believers. I'm just talking about the pretenders. That will come and shush you when you, when you, when, when, when you begin to praise God and, and to glorify him. Not in a uh, disruptive way, but in a way that you are just glorifying God and say, I want God, Jesus, I need you. I'll say again, the greatest prayer that you can pray is, Jesus, help. And this is what this man was doing, said, Lord, thou son of David, help me. And he cried out, and after they told him to be quiet, he got louder. He said, I need his attention. He may not come this way again. I may not make it through the night. I'm blind. You're not. I have a need, and the need meter is coming my way. And it says, he said, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he got his attention in the 48th verse. It says, Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Whenever, if Jesus ever calls your name, if you ever get the unction, of whatever it may be from salvation to uh, uh to a blessing to a deliverance, when you hear the voice of the spirit. And the Bible says in uh John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter, the spirit of truth, he will tell you and show you things to come when God speaks to you, and you will know it. Because the scripture said, My sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. He heard it. And the Bible says, that, and when Jesus called him, they told him, said, be of good comfort, rise, he calls thee. I can hear Bartimaeus saying, this is my time now. All that calling, all that time I've laid here, all the days I've laid by the road, I've sat in the city, i did all these things. And this is my time. I have met the divine deliverer, Jesus of Nazareth. And the Bible says he did something. He threw away his clothes, rose up, and came to Jesus. He came stumbling. I can just see him now. He took off his begging clothes. He threw. He he dropped his past, because those clothes represented who he was. And again, that's the missing information that Satan wants us to wear the the past. He should, he wants you to wear that hurt, that awful divorce, that awful relationship. He promised to marry you. She said she would be true to you. They cheated. They lied. They did this. They did that. They broke your heart. Satan wants you to stay in the past. Yeah, baby, we feel so bad. Ooh, you remember five years ago, you were headed to the, how you feel about him? Are you still mad? People want you, and, and, and the world wants you, and most important, Satan wants us. The enemy wants us to stay in the past and be branded with loser. Yeah, you, oh, you, you'll you. never get married. you at the wrong age. Time has passed you by. Girl, you ain't, you, you ain't gonna get you too old. You can't have no children. You're too old. And make you feel and believe that God can't do it. And say, if Sarah could have one at 90, you could have one at 50. You can have one at 60 if you want to. If you want to believe God for that miracle, God bless you. But let's go back to uh, Bartimaeus. He cast away his past. When he put those those, uh, uh, those clothes away, rose up and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered he said to him, "What do you want me to do?" And and the blind man said, "Lord, that I may receive my sight." And Jesus told him, "What? Go your way. Your faith has made you whole." He said, "Your faith. Your faith has restored your sight." It didn't say Jesus touched him. He just spoke to him. That's the power of the word of God. The word of God is powerful. There ain't a two-edged sword. Even to the divine and asunder of soul and spirit. Marrow and bone. uh, Joint and marrow. It's a separator. From truth, from light and darkness. Truth and lie. It will separate. Good and bad. That's why Jesus said. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. He said your faith has made you whole. And it says immediately. When Jesus spoke that word. He received his sight. And followed Jesus in the way. As a closing scripture. In Hebrews 11 and 1. We're going to go there real quickly. It says in Hebrews 11 and 1. It says now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to read that again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're saying, if you're putting your hope in tomorrow, you are not in faith. If you're putting your faith in next year, you are not in faith. Because faith is now, faith is. You let God work out the, uh, the, the, the timetable. I'm trusting God. I'm healed. Yeah, I know I'm painting. I see. I know what the x-ray says. But Jesus said, by his stripes, I was healed. I know I don't have a job. I remember a time, a few years back, when I had been laid off for a time. And I've been seeking God and just begin to meditate on the scriptures and study the word. And just begin to, God gave me some things to, uh, uh and, and put people in my life who spoke word. And I began to listen to uh, 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 just anointed men and women of God. And there came a day when I took a picture. And I was, I was moved to write it down. I wrote down the date and the time. And I, I have this picture somewhere where I wrote down and I, I did a selfie. And it says, at this particular date, at this particular time, I've been hired. I did not know. I was not go- I did not have a call for the interview. I did not have an uh, email, but I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that I had been hired. And I stood on it. And I did the thing. The Bible says faith without works is dead. I looked for, on the internet, I looked at uh, uh, in, into uh, the job sites, and I saw one. I thought like, this is interesting, and I, and I applied for it. In a few days, I got a call. I did a phone interview, did an in-person interview. I went and did a, a Zoom call in my local town. Then they flew me upstate New York for eight, hour, eight, hour, uh, eight hours worth of interviews. But I knew in my heart that that job, that I was hired And sure enough, I was hired. And just a few days after that, after the hours passed, I began working. I tried to go back. I said, when did they put this job out there? And I had the information. I don't have it now at, at, at hand. But that job, I believe, was created just for me. Just for me. One of the best jobs I ever had. But God showed me. And I want you to know he will, God is a right now God. When you pray, speak to the thing for now. Don't worry about the time. Now I'm healed. Now I'm blessed. Now I'm delivered. Now I'm set free. But you got to have a word to stand on. Jesus said, I'll supply all your needs according to my riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Everything you'll ever need. Everything. He's already not done it. He's not going to heal you. He already has. He's not going to bless you. He's already blessed. He's not going to deliver you. He's already delivered you. No matter what you're bound with, he is a deliverer. Today, you still may be struggling with but you are still delivered. He'll get you out. Jesus worked from the inside out. That doesn't mean that he's going to be working on you for 20 years to get you out of what you from, need to be delivered from. He had delivered you today. But you have got to trust him. Don't let one day be your anthem. But now, faith is. I reject the misinformation. I reject the, uh, the, the things spoken against me. Now, faith is. And now, I receive. Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you that you bless us, you deliver us, you keep us. And we pray, Next actually any of those who aren't saved or aren't saved today, you will pray this prayer. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus. I believe he is the son of God. I thank you that his blood was shed for me. Therefore, I receive him as my savior. Thank you, Lord, for you washed me of my sins. Every addiction, every hurt, every shame. And I receive your son as my Lord and my King. Thank you, Lord, for you today. I am part of the family of God. All of my sins are washed away. I am a new creature in Christ. And I receive it by faith. Amen. I pray that you would find a Bible Believing Church. I pray that if you have any questions or things that you would like to connect with us. To reach out to us. At Pastor Eric Andy at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric Andy at gmail.com. That's P A S T O R E R I C A N D D E E at gmail.com. Till we meet again, be blessed. Amen.